Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Broadway Babies. I'm Stephanie Anderson. And I'm Noelle Hannibal. And you can find us on Twitter at bway underscore babies and on Facebook as Broadway Babies TV. And today, I'm so excited. Today we have with us Lindsay Heather Pierce. I'm so excited. I can't even stand it. Oh my God, I love you. I can't stand it. It's unreal. Well, welcome to Broadway Babies. Thank you. For, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I can't, I can't express. I know Noel, you and I are, are truly meeting for the first time, but Stephanie, it's been, uh, you're all, it's been too long and it's, and you, you are one of those people that's always like, just right, right here. Like <laughs> just genuinely always, always checking on you, always seeing how you're doing. Like it's, I, I just love you. I love you. I loved you. I loved you. I love, can you believe how long it's been since we did bear years? Is that eight years? It, eight years. Oh. <laughs> the air out of my lungs. Is it really that long? You look great. Thank you. But <laughs> not, God, that, wow. that and also that it, not just, not just eight years of us doing it, but that was a revival for you because you right. were a small cast. So you were like, I'm right. just going like- to low key come back and do this again. And now I'm like, if they, if they ask, if they ask me to be a part of that show again, I'd be like, oh, honey, I could never, my knees. I I heard about it. I heard about it. And I was like, let me just slide on in and talk to Calvin and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. That's how I did it. And he's like, there couldn't have been anybody else. You, you full start. Do you want to do it? He goes, do you want to do it? And I was like, yes. He goes, well. Okay, it's yours. Cast, yeah. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? He's like, could you audition? (laughs) Could you imagine if he was like, audition for the part you originated? (laughs) Well, listen, I send an email. I was like, if you want me to come in and audition, I'll do it. And he's like, oh, honey, please. Please. (laughs) Do you want it? There's no other response than that. Yeah. It's Calvin, you know? He's like, of course. No, no, no. Sweetheart, do you want to do it? Yes. Yes, of course. (laughs) Of course I do. For those of you who oh, don't know, anyway. we're talking about Bear, Los Angeles. Bear. The, the yeah. Bear. Yes. The bear, bear so now we're going to come back to that. Yes. Yeah. A pop opera. A pop musical, that... opera, rock musical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A pop, well, a pop, a pop Damon, opera. Yeah. Damon a pop opera. As, as pop Damon was adamant about that it was Bear, a pop opera. Opera. It was not yeah. Bear, the musical. It wasn't. Yeah. It was Bear, a pop opera. And it is a when pop opera. When we did it. Yeah. He was very adamant about that. It had like a huge, well, not a screening session, but like a <laughs> a rather large, loud discussion about it. But you know, Damon was just loud anyway. So yeah. I don't know if it was just yeah. Damon or whatever. Anyway, yes, there, a pop opera. The revival. Opera. LA revival. Yeah. So um, yes, where uh that's how I met Lindsay. Uh she was Ivy I in did. that production. <sighs> And the killer vocals on you. The fact that I I, shit. I could never sing that stuff today. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that to be like, oh my God, no, I could like, I'm like so old. I genuinely, I sang it in a lesson the other day and I was like, oh, it's, this is not part of my world anymore. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> no, we have moved on to a different level of voice. Like <laughs> I don't <laughs> That like Move that like on. itty bitty twenty two year old soprano voice. She gone, baby. She doesn't. Oh, like wow. Okay, she's out of here. 
Yeah. Mm-mm. Embrace yeah. it. Move on. That's yeah, all you do. Move on. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Mm-hmm. I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. You've been <laughs> delicious. Character roles for me. I did yum, it. Yum. It's on YouTube. Right. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, Lindsay, tell us about your, uh, what do we call that? We call that the journey into the arts. Right. Ooh, yeah. You said something else the other day. No, you said something else the other day. I was like, yes, origin story. That's what it was. Oh, your origin story. Yeah. <laughs> your origin story. <laughs> Tell us your origin story. Yes, tell us your origin story. <laughs> oh Lord. My origin story is I um do I know it? <laughs> <laughs> what <Hello>? is that? <laughs> I literally just my whole my whole like existence just went out of my head. Do you see that? My whole like yes, I did. <laughs> before my eyes. Whole life flashed before my eyes and I went, I don't know. Um uh I I was yeah, I'm I am here now. Um I was born and raised in uh well, sort of raised. I was born in Northern California, lived in Portland for a couple years and then moved back to Northern California. Um I'm from a small town in the central valley of of the north side of the state called Modesto. Um some may know Modesto as the home of George Lucas, Jeremy Renner. Um, Carol Channing lived there because her high school sweetheart was there. and She like moved from New York to Modesto of all places. Um, it's, a, it's a tiny little town. There's something in the water, I guess. Um, and I was adopted. I was a child of four. I was the youngest of four, the only girl and the only one that sang. Um, and my parents were like, what do we do with this parrot that we've adopted? And, <laughs> um, and eventually through, you know, church and friends and stuff like that, they were like, you should just put her in a, in, um, uh, like a kid's community theater thing. And so I was put very, very young. I think I was like seven. I was put into the opera company. Um, they had a tiny little, uh, like opera kids thing called camera teenies um and uh and so i i was always like the urchin in the operas i was always like the little kid in the back and when they would do musicals like jekyll and hyde or something i'd be like what about murder? like that was my whole life i was just like <laughs> desperately trying to be a grown-up um and and then i just kept doing that i did i hopped around to different children's conservatory community theater things and um and uh, eventually I reached the, the sprightly age of 16 and told my parents, I'm getting out of this private Christian high school that you've put me in that there has no music or arts program. And uh, I left and they were like, okay, uh, where are you gonna go to school? <laughs> and uh, they, they helped me find this uh, charter program where I would do high school from like seven to noon in the mornings on the junior college campus in Modesto. And uh, from like noon and on, I was a full-time college student and doing college theater. It was heaven. It was absolute heaven. You could not get me to have that schedule now. Oh my God. I'd be like, (laughs) I'd be like, literally no one's paying me enough. (laughs) Absolutely not. Um, But I, it really, it really was like, I just wanted it so, so, so badly. And um, 
I just wanted to learn. I wanted to immerse myself in it. And then my plan was to get all of my general education done at this junior college and transfer to a BFA somewhere. Um, I wanted to go, you know, I Carnegie, um, Elon, got a Tisch, Marymount Manhattan College, you know, CSU, all of it. And uh, CSU Fullerton, um, Cal State Fullerton, CSU Fullerton, who knows? I never went. I wasn't yes. accepted to any of them. Fullerton, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was never accepted to any of them. So I, I, when I, when I turned 18 and I had to like do another year of school to then get to another round of spring auditions, I, um, I got seen at a local, huge local talent thing at the local beautiful art center where all the tours would come in to perform. And the, the man that cast Glee was, is from Modesto as well and came to judge the competition and he saw me win and I won that competition, which was like $700 of me paying for the rest of my school tuition so that I could re-audition for schools. And, um, and, uh, it was just kind of one of those things of like, Hey, I'm casting this thing called the Glee project. I can't tell you to audition, but if you want to audition, here's your appointment and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, so I auditioned for Glee project and got it and then went through 10 weeks of, of that. And, um, uh, yeah, that was wild, wasn't it? Um, and then I, I moved to LA because I knew I was going to be filming Glee and then from there I, I was doing pantos with the Lithgow family in in LA. And then I was doing, spring awakening with, with, you know, tons of people that we ended up doing bear with. And that's how right. I met the, the, the folks at glory struck productions. And then, um, through Payson, our friend Payson, he got me into for the record. And then that got me into the LA like guerrilla theater scene. And, um, I just kept doing little things here and there on TV and, and performing as much as I possibly could. Cause my dream was always New York. And then slowly, about like six years into LA, that dream was like, I'm never getting there. I'm never going to get to New York. I'm never going to do that. Like that non-ec struggle that I've like always like dreamed of doing. Um, I, I was like, I'm never going to have the opportunity to audition for the shows that I really want to be a part of, or that I just want to be seen for. I'm never going to get in the door. Um, and then, you know, I went through all the struggles of my twenties. <laughs> she really tried it. And then, um, and then I went, I went on a cruise ship um, at the end of 2018. I got sober at the beginning of 2018. And then by the end of 2018, I was in London rehearsing for a show, um, like a cruise ship job um, that was going to take me around the world on a tiny luxury cruise ship. And I went away and continued to go on my journey of self-discovery and, and self-forgiveness and like becoming a better person and uh, went and like kind of eat, pray, loved myself through <laughs> through like a really incredible uh, experience where I was working with Sir Tim Rice and many other incredible people and um, got to see the whole world. And then I came home back to LA, uh, got a new agent when I, when I got my feet back on land. And uh, within a month I had, um, a month or two, I had my Wicked audition, and I was like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> All I have to do is make sure they don't throw that resume away, like, there, because there's no way they're casting me. There's no way. They're, I've literally, I am nobody to these people. Like, there's no way that they're good, that I, they're literally going to be like, oh, adorable. Let's just put her in the catalog. Maybe. That was my hope. 
or they'd be like, great, maybe she can play a tree in some other production, <laughs> like fabulous. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, it was one of those, like went to the first audition. They were like, wait, 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 can you come back, you know, on Wednesday? And then the, the Wednesday call back and then they were like, wait, 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 you know, what's your availability? How tall are you? Blah, blah, blah. And then it was, didn't hear, went away. This is all in November, went away for a, um, what's it called? What's that? What's that terrible holiday? Thanksgiving. Went away for the, <laughs> went away for Thanksgiving. And uh, like, what is that? The holiday that I don't celebrate? Um, is that rich holiday? It's like that terrible <laughs> colonizer holiday. Um, I, <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Let's get into it. Um, and I, uh, I was was away. My my family and my birth mom and like a, a bunch of like my extended family were in town, which is wild to think about during COVID time. Um, and I was drinking a cup of tea, and the tea bag. It was one of those like yogi tea bags, and it said, "You are unlimited." And I was like, "That's <gasps> that's wild." Ooh, and my mom still has nice. it. I was like that. Like, I was, I literally, yeah. I was drinking it and I was like, it was one of these. I, I keep the ones that I really love. And I was like, no fucking way. No mm. way. And my mom was like, mm. and I threw it away. And that woman dug it out of the trash can because she's crazy. Good for her. That's she, nice. dug she dug it out of the trash can. She put, she put the tea thing, like the little paper into a, a bag with like a crystal and something else. And she put it next to the window and was like, wicked zap wicked like all the time I know bless her thank thank god for Carol and um and that weekend I got a call from my agent being like they got to see you again because something happened to the tape from the callback so they can't they can't send their and I was like oh um okay well you know I have a gig I was I was oddly enough I was gonna be at working at PlayStation testing a new game that hadn't come out yet and I was like I'm literally gonna be in Santa Monica from 10 a.m. till 7 p.m. every day this week. So can they see me the next week? Can they see me on the weekend? She was like, and she called back and she was like, they can't, they really wanna send your videos to like Schwartz and Joe Mantello. And like, they really wanna, like, they really like you. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, to me, I was like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> but to me, I was like, that doesn't mean anything because it's their, their callbacks. Like, you know, and like, I think, I think when, when you've worked on a dream for so long and you're like, it's so far away, you just don't really want to believe that it could actually come to you. And also I had, I had no basis to think that I was going to be cast in like, of course not. I'd never had a Broadway audition like that. Like ever. I'd done one tape for beautiful years ago and it wasn't good. Um, and, and so I, um, so they, they were like, okay, uh, okay, we'll try to like see if something works. And then I had the zany idea of, can they see me at nine in the morning? Because maybe if they see me at nine, I can get to Santa Monica by 10 um, from Wilshire, from the Tulsi offices on Wilshire Boulevard. And uh, she was like, I mean, let me call them. Little did I know that they had everybody come in early specifically to tape that audition for me had no idea they hired they hired a reader they hired an accompanist they had multiple people come in to be in the room with me and I was like that everybody's having callbacks that's my, me like belittling myself being like everybody's you know everybody's getting this treatment blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, no it, that wasn't what was happening and uh and it 
that was rough guys that was really hard to do to sing I, I don't know if you've you've ever been told about the alphabet packet but it's defying gravity it's wizard and i i'm not that girl the lion cub scene and then the witch fight scene in act two and um they made me sing everything multiple times because they were like you're almost warm do it one more time and i'm like literally bleeding <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, and uh and i walked out not feeling that same magic that i felt after that initial callback because it there was like it was like magic was happening in the room and it's that really great feeling as a performer where you're like regardless of whatever like that that felt so nice that just felt really validating and i it, it didn't feel that way at the 9 a.m taping and i walked out and i cried all the way to the car and um and like let it go Aww. i was like i really i was like you know what i did my best wicked's likely not gonna happen for me and then I got a call from my agent and she was like, so the next step, if this does move forward, is you're like, she was like, usually what happens is they're going to call you to New York and then you you go and you do it in front of everyone in New York. And I was like, okay, great. Didn't get a call for, you know, a month and a half. And I was like, it's not going to happen, of course. And of course, me, me speaking meanly to myself in my head, I was going, I wouldn't cast myself after what I saw at 9 a.m. on a Monday, like <laughs> just being so mean to myself. And uh, then I got the call on the 2nd of January that I was going to like that, just you're you're going to Broadway. Um, you start January 28th. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I, 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 I was on the, I, my, my phone was up on the dashboard and I was driving to a CVS or a Walgreens or something to get Pedialyte. <laughs> Because I was, I felt dehydrated. <laughs> As I felt under the weather. I felt under the weather. And so did my fiance, or he was my boyfriend at the time. And uh, and I was like, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go to Walgreens. I'm going to get some Pedialyte, like baby flu medicine. Yeah, just trying to take care of myself. And I, um, I got the call and I uh, couldn't process. And I called Steven, my now fiance. And he was like, I got to call you right back. Um, cause he was at work and he was talking to a customer and I was like, you don't fucking love me. And so I was like, you don't love me. You never loved me. <laughs> and then I called my, I called, uh, I called my best friend. I called Emma, who's also a former alphabet. And she was like, you're going to, you're going to New York. And I was like, I know. She was like, you're going to be on Broadway. I was like, I know. And then I called my mom and I'm pacing the aisles of this store just being like and these poor workers must have been like um security i was a mess i was an absolute mess um yeah and then uh and then i went and i called every single teacher that i've ever learned anything from called literally everybody um it was wild and then uh you know, and then I went and I did it. And then now we're here because <laughs> a pandemic happened here. and, you know, it's wild. It really is. It really is unbelievable. Um, I'm so very <sighs> grateful. There's so much to be said about so many things. Um, but that that's that's really like the long 15 minute version of. I was born, I grew up, I auditioned for Wicked and <laughs> I got it. <laughs> like, it's, but that's what we yeah. live for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we live for here. Yeah. That's what we live for here. So, okay. Take us back a little bit to the 
rehearsal process for it. I'm like, I, I love behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. So anytime you, you kind of get to see a glimmer of what goes on behind the scenes, I'm yeah. so on that. Mm-hmm. So take us back a little bit to the rehearsal process for you. Since the show has already been up and running, I, I, you know, I'm assuming that the rehearsal process is a little different than it would be if yeah. it were, you know, a new show and everybody was, you know, yeah. starting off. Yeah. So just take us through just a little bit of what you, what you had to do in order to prepare. Yeah. Wicked, Wicked was the first experience I've ever had where I didn't rehearse with anyone else. Um, not, not like I was just like in a room figuring out on my own. Like there were people there. <laughs> Talk to yourself. Through. Yeah, there were there were dance captains and you know the stage manager and the intern and the the accompanist and the music director and creative director and yada yada. But um, I've always been used like like when we did Bear, it would be like, hey, we need you for scenes one, seven, ten, and we're also doing right. music at the beginning, so we need everybody for two hours, and then whoever we don't need, you can go home. And then you, I'm used to that rehearsal process right. where you rehearse with everyone. Um, but it was four weeks of of Alphaba of just my track um, and walking through, or not walking, um, crawling through the show, <laughs> um, learning it. Uh, and I, I, um, I had the un- unintentional benefit of not knowing a ton of people in New York. Um, like I, I have a lot of friends who are there. I have a lot of people who go in and out of New York, um, but a lot of my friends were on tour or were in their own shows. Um, and so I didn't have like a home base. I didn't have, I moved to New York for the job. So I didn't have like um, a, a routine that was disrupted by, you know, the getting a right. job. It was, I moved there for this specific reason. Um, and it was like, it was a treat to go see a show after a rehearsal, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, okay, I'm going to decompress from Wicked and I'm going to go see Hades Town, or I'm going to decompress from Wicked and I'm going to go see this show or whatever it is. And, um, it, that, that was, um, a real testament of the discipline that it takes to be in the show once you're in the show. Cause I was going home with a, the biggest binder ever with act one and two and the, the book, the script, um, in a huge green binder, LOL. And, um, all of like, (laughs) you have this intern that checks, you know, everything, you know, your entrances, your, um, if you're on the right number, if you've gone to three and you should have gone to four, if you've called for line, what line you called for, if you missed a line, or if you said a line wrong, this is the line that you said, this is the line that actually is like, it's that deep. It's really rigorous. And, uh, and, um, and it's all day. It's like, you know, it's all day and, that, and then a lunch break and then, yeah. And then the rest of the day. And, um, um, and when it's all you and, and it's you and you're, you know, the show's called wicked and you're the wicked. Um, it's, uh, it's intense. It's intense. It was, it was really, um, there were moments where I'd just be like sitting in the bathtub post post work and be like, Oh boy what am I doing? <laughs> like I would, I would genuinely be like, what have I gotten myself into? Um, and not in like a, Oh God, I want to quit, but like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to very quickly need to learn how to adjust to this lifestyle and how to adjust to this workload. Um, cause I think 
other than pantos where we did like 12 shows a week sometimes those weren't awful though those were like me singing a taylor swift song and being in a snow white outfit being like boys and girls like it's not alphaba at all and right, uh, right. and i think i think the most run of a show i've done is like bear where it's a you know six six five to six shows in a week and and usually around like a wednesday to a sunday or a thursday to a sunday not right tuesday double Today on wednesday Thursday. double on saturday <laughs> and then matinees and you're like oh my god i can't breathe <laughs> um so it the rehearsal process was um challenging and fantastic and really eye-opening for me of what one what I was capable of and didn't know it and two um how I was willing to rise to the occasion because there's a certain amount of inner strength that just comes up and that might be my stubbornness or just my work ethic um but it definitely took it took a lot of adjusting and it there it is it is weird to be you know like the scene before defying gravity it's we call it wizard chamber number one and you know, my stage manager is playing the wizard, and then one dance captain is playing uh, Madame Morrible, and then another dance captain is jumping around, being Chistery, and then also being Glinda. So I would turn around, and then someone would have moved, and I'd be like, ah, ah, <laughs> just trying to figure it out. And um, yeah, it, it's it's so collaborative. It's just so very much like okay, what do you need today? And what's going on? And how are we doing? And, and, um, and then eventually it became, um, I had, again, the added luck of other new standbys having been hired or new, um, not standbys, new swings having been hired, understudies that were finally moving into uh, put-ins for their roles. We are, our Nessa understudy was finally getting put-ins and we had a, a couple swings that was getting, that were getting their wizard put in or their, you know, their Fiero put in or whatever it was, um, this different track put in. So they would go through a put in with all their costumes and stuff. And they'd be like, Hey, Lindsay, you're going to do act two today. Cause you're ready. So you're going to do it with the whole cast and you're like, Oh, okay, great. And then, you know, you're like, well, that's how act two feels <laughs> or act one. That's how act one right, feels. Right. That's how act two feels. And, um, and then eventually, uh, you do it. God, I think I had two rehearsals with an orchestra. I don't actually, I think only my put in, I think I only had my put in. I had one rehearsal where I was in wig and costume, but not makeup, um, for hair change in costume changes and, and all of that, which was very weird. I'll have to send you a photo, Stephanie. There's a, it was very weird to be in full alphaba without the green. Um, cause I just, I just looked yeah. like I looked really pretty. I was like, oh my God, look at this long, like Kim Kardashian wig. Like, I felt I felt stunning. I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm 19 again. Like this beautiful long hair and feel like a like pretty little girl. And then you put the green on and you're like, ooh, ooh, it's different when you have the green on. Um and then I had a put in and my my Fiero rehearsed at the same time with me the last two weeks because he'd been on the tour. He was the understudy Fiero for the tour. Um so I got him for the last two weeks, which was really nice. And I got Brittany Johnson, our, our Glinda standby was rehearsing a lot with me because though they don't really call the prince. I know she's the literally exactly as fantastic as you think she is. Like, Oh, oh my God. I love her. So, great. so, so when, when I went in, like it, but that's also an interesting thing was that I was rehearsing so much with our standby, the incredible Brittany Johnson, that when I started rehearsing with the principal, I was like, 
oh, <laughs> like, you know, like it's a different, it's a different thing. And then, you know, Jenna Claire Mason went off to, to film some, something in Florida and I got Brittany Johnson again. So I was like, oh yeah, this is the, this is the cadence that I remember rehearsing with. And um, it was really just so fascinating. It's kind of like, what dream team do we have today? Um, and yeah, and then Sam Gravit, my Fiero and I got our put in the, I think it was the Friday or the Saturday before, it was a Friday, because a Saturday was a double day. Um, it was the Friday before our, our debut. And I didn't, it was like we did the put in with the actual orchestra, which, oh my God, having an orchestra like under your feet as you're singing is like, like an orchestra, not a band, an orchestra. Right, an orchestra. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I was like the coolest. And it was, and it was wild because like I, you also rehearse with just a piano for weeks. Uh, and then you're like, yeah. oh my God, there's a bass line. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> like, things, things were like, because I learned Wicked by listening to the CD. You know what right. I mean? So I, I was used to orchestrations and then I had to get used to just piano and relying on my own timing and my own, you know, technique to keep me afloat. And then they add the orchestra back in and I was like, wait a second, what's this? <laughs> what's the time measurement? <laughs> Where are we? Like, it's really wild. It's really wild. And it's, wow. it's absolutely exhilarating. And it's it, truly an honor. And then we, we did our put in and then it was like, okay, maybe watch the show on Saturday. And okay, we're going to do like a little cleanup of a scene, you know, on Saturday. And then Sunday I went and I dropped a present off to Hannah who was closing and, or uh, on Sunday and gave her a Judy Garland candle and was like, may she light you on your next yellow brick road. And, um, and then Monday was like the day off and I just slept and slept and slept. And then Tuesday I was on and it was like, it was literally like cannon. It was really wild. It was really, really bananas. Unbelievable. Wow. And I had, wow. and, and because all the, like ever, all that COVID information was slowly coming in end of January, mm -hmm. all through February. Right. I was in, I, I've said it before, I felt like I was in a playground of green sand and my head was fully in the sand. Like I felt like I had no idea what was going on in the world because I, I wasn't looking at my phone. I, if, unless it was to like call my mother or check in with Steven or call a friend, I wasn't on social media really. I wasn't, I wasn't scrolling because I don't have the time. So mm -hmm. I had no clue that the world was like oh, reaching uh, imminent pinnacle of like make or break. I had no, I had no clue. So finally, as like, I'm getting into my run, I was like, wait, what's going on? This is bad. Does everybody know that like people are really sick? <laughs> what's going on? Um, and then we, then we went dark, which is yeah. just truly bonkers. It's so crazy. Well, yeah. Well, Noelle was there the day Broadway shut down. She yeah, was in New York. That was a weird day. I, in I went when we were going because we kept, you know, we knew what was happening, and we we're like, okay, how many cases are there in New York City? When we left on Wednesday morning, there were only like 127 reported cases, and we're like, yeah. oh, in all of New York City, that like that's fine. We had hand sanitizer and wipes, mm -hmm. and you know, we consider ourselves really, really lucky that yeah. you know we got back first of all before they closed the border which they did two days later mm -hmm. and also that you know we didn't get sick we we wiped down like the arms of our seats and we were very sure. very cautious but it was I, I can't imagine what it must have been like 
to be mm-hmm. in a show so how like how did you were you said you were rehearsing how did the, did they just assemble all of you and let you know yeah so so what had happened was i I first got inklings that things were beginning to get extremely serious. Oh my God, I just popped my hip, you guys, and it felt so good. Oh my God, I'm 30 years old. Um, Oh my God, I was like, yes, say it again. Oh, Jesus, I felt fantastic. (laughs) I've been like, I've been circling around that adjustment all day and it just happened and I was like, ooh, won't he do it? Um, I... I I am. I actually. I know. I'm so sorry. I got. I got injured my first week at the job. Um, Wicked is that it has a rake stage that's actually like illegal now. You can't have stages that are raked like that anymore. Um, and it's really hard on your joints. It's really, really yeah. hard on your whole spine and your system. And I had had an old groin injury from like a, a ship job that I did like five years ago, um, where I tore my groin. Like couldn't walk. I was limping a lot. Um, and I didn't really get physical therapy after that. So I don't know how that girl healed, but I can walk baby. Um, and, uh, and I was feeling things a couple days before it happened and I was going and I was seeing the physical therapist on site and, um, they were like, oh yeah, it's just, I think it's like an old injury flare. You just need to do these stretches and blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I did something, I did something weird. Um, when, when I ran out. I literally entered at the top of the show. I entered with the suitcase and something about the way that I broke, like that I, that I slammed on like my body breaks did something to me. And I pulled my minor psoas into my back muscles and um, which completely controls on my left side. It, com- it controls everything, your hip flexor, your everything. knee, like all of it. All right, all and right. when one thing hurts, all of it begins to hurt. So I did another show the next day and I didn't know we, I didn't, we didn't have an official diagnosis. And then we did, I did, I didn't do the matinee on Saturday, but I did the Saturday evening show. And then on Sunday, when I got to the theater, didn't do the matinee, I was going to do the evening show because we'd moved into the summer, the summer schedule. And the, uh, the head physical therapist literally touched me and he was like, oh, absolutely not. You are not going on. You are not going on until next Saturday. And I was like, me, me, me. and, uh, and so I had to go get x-rays. And then when I had to go get x-rays and I had to go see a bunch of doctors and physical therapists and massage therapists and chiropractors and stuff, it was lots of surveys of, have you been inside the U.S.? Have you been outside of the U.S.? Have you done this? Have you done this? And I was like, oh yeah, because of that, that, co- that wild COVID thing that's, that's happening and that's spreading all over the place. And, um, and then, you know, I, I was supposed to come back to the show on Saturday but we had a company meeting on Friday that they were like, Hey, we know that you're technically out, but can you come watch the show tonight? And can you come be at the company meeting? Like, Oh, of course. Absolutely. And, um, <laughs> we got there and it was like, we are no longer doing store. We are not allowing people backstage after, um, April or April, um, after the end of this week. So Sunday and on, no one's allowed to come backstage unless you work here. Um, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. There are hand, there are new hand sanitizing stations everywhere. All of our ushers are wearing gloves. We haven't decided on masks yet because it can frighten people. And we don't know what we are allowed to do and not do. And we don't want to cause mass panic, all of that kind of stuff. And we were like, Oh, this is getting really serious. And, um, and slowly we were kind of like, it couldn't shut down, but should it shut down? Like what's going on? And then the day of we had done our Wednesday double show 
And then Thursday, uh, I, I had woken up and was getting Steven ready to fly back to California because he'd been in, in, in town visiting to see the show. And uh, we went to PS Kitchen down the street from the, from the theater and um, on like 48th. And he had massive anxiety. He was like, something's wrong. Something's going on. Me in my like too much green in my ears and like truly not, not in a space of like cognitive awareness was like, oh, that's, that's what I was like, do you think maybe because it's, you're going to be traveling again? Cause you like flight anxiety. And he was like, I don't know, something's just not right. And I told him to, I was like, why don't you go back to the apartment? I'll take care of the bill. Why don't you go back to the apartment and make sure you have everything packed just so you like, you know, cause I, I live in Midtown or I lived in Midtown and, um, and I'm walking back to the apartment. I pass our theater cause I lived literally down the street and I was like something. I was like, there's nobody out, right? There's nobody outside. What is going on? Like anywhere, there's nobody. And I was like, something weird is happening. Like something must be happening. And then this is like 2.30. I was like, oh, something, something's going on. Something's not right. And I knew that our ensemble was rehearsing because we had a new, a put in for a new uh, ensemble member that was coming in. And um, I was like, God, I wonder... Wonder what's going on this is really wild and i get into my apartment order the uber to get steven to jfk airport which blows my mind that i put him on a plane like i can't believe and um he's we go downstairs to get him in the car and i get a text message from my dresser and she was like it was the broadway world whatever it is like broadway will be shut down until this time and then immediately my stage manager calls me and she's like, Hey, this is what's going on. And Steven and I are standing on 52nd like at my apartment building and he's getting into an Uber and he's like, what's going on? Should you come with me? And I was like, I can't come with him. I don't have a plane ticket. I could go with you. I don't know what's going on. And, uh, and I was like, so are we going into work? Are we not going into work? Like what's going on? Um, and our ensemble just kept rehearsing until they were told stop, leave the building. Um, and then everybody, ha everybody went to a company meeting that evening. I didn't because I was like, well, if we're not supposed to gather, I'm not going. <laughs> and, um, so I went, I went to the Taco Bell Cantina right down the street from my apartment and got a, um, like a bean burrito. And then I walked over to Alex Billings apartment and we watched all about Eve. And then she got on a plane and then eventually I got in a car and drove across the country with my Bach. And here we are. It was really wild. It was, it really was like walking after I, I went to Taco Bell. I had a mask on because I was like, I don't know. Like I, I, I had sick masks in case I ever got sick just to be conscientious to the people in the theater and then walked from the Taco Bell Cantina further up to like 65th or something like that. And I walked through Times Square and it was hazy and it was cold. And I remember there was a man carrying a box full of cereal boxes like like he was preparing for the zombie apocalypse and i was like what an interesting thing yeah to be like you know what cereal <laughs> like it was it was a really wild thing and there was nobody outside and i was passing like steve colbert and i was passing all of these theaters and everything was shuttered and chained and barred and there were there were papers all over the windows being yeah. like we're sorry it's shut down and I was like, this is very strange. And Alex lived in a building that was taller than mine. And so we went up to the windows. 
because they she could actually see on the streets whereas like mine I just could see the other buildings around me and it was just like there was nobody there except maybe yeah. a random person on a bicycle and it was absolutely yeah. it was so eerie and then all of our castmates not all of them but a lot of people just like went to the nearest tiki bar and started buying flights they're like well if we're not working for 30 days I'm gonna go see my family <laughs> like yeah I'm, I'm getting out so yeah and I mean it was it was so strange because you know oh it's, yeah it's just gonna be 30 days yeah so we're we'll all like just, yeah we'll be back we'll just change our tickets for you know may we'll come back in may and yeah you know who knew yeah i mean i i had friends who were rehearsing lance who um we had on our show lance was i can't remember what it's called now it it used to be called the visitor it's the tom kit show mm -hmm. and and they were rehearsing and we were supposed to see him for dinner and he's like, I'm not going to meet you for dinner. I'm going to go to the grocery store and go home because I have no idea. Like, we have no mm -hmm. idea, you know, and and yeah, when we we were driving home, just stopping to eat, it's like the the level of concern shifted when something I never thought would happen. Yeah, happened. You well, know what I mean? It, it was it like from being this weird, mysterious thing to oh, it's shutting, shutting the tri-state area down. This is real. Yeah. This is shutting, this is shutting down, you know, the NBA and the NHL and Broadway mm -hmm. and all these things. All of and LA shut down. Now, yep. All of it. Yeah. So, so driving back and when we got to the border, we said, we've been in New York city. Do we have to quarantine? And they're like, no, no, it's fine. Wild. I did anyway. I got yeah, home and, you know, my, I have an 85 year old mom who lives here and I quarantined myself in my house for two weeks because, you know, I was responsible, <laughs> you know, yeah, of course. cared about other people because just in case, you know, we, when we were at Emoji Land and seeing my friends there, we were hugging each other and mm -hmm. yeah, they said, don't wear masks. So we weren't wearing masks, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it was amazing how quickly things shifted. I would love to, I would love to bring it back. Um, to the Glee project because I was a oh, fan Lord. of the Glee project and of yours um, from that that season. It's the only season I watched. I think there were two seasons, but I only watched your season. So just um, tell us a little bit about that because that's a different, you know, a different kind of thing. And I know you you told us a bit before we kind of started the official official yeah. episode. Um, so if you can just tell us a little bit about some of your experiences with the Glee project. The Glee Project is the source of my power and my pain. <laughs> um, I did the Glee Project when I was 19. I was about to turn 20. Um, and reality television is a difficult thing to experience. Um, I am so utterly grateful for all of the things that it has brought me, all of the things that it taught me about myself, the, my defects of character, my strengths. Um, I really had to learn how to be a better team player. I had to learn, um, I had to learn that not uh, everybody has my back the way they say they do, not from the cast. It was a, a, a great learning curve of like, the business will take from you what it wants if you do not look out for yourself. Um, the filming was incredible when all of the stuff got released. That was a great lesson in um, protecting myself from people online. I would get death threats. I would get uh, 
people telling me to kill myself. I would get things sent to theaters that I was working at with pick my pictures chopped up into little bits telling me to die. Like it was a mess. And I was like, wow, for, you know, a show that's supposed to be about love and acceptance, the fans are nightmares <laughs> and I'll say it. And, and wow. it's true. It's really, it's really, really true. And it's not all of them. It's just, you know, everybody's hurting and everybody hurt people, hurt people. And that, that extends to myself as well. And, um, but the, the filming process was really fascinating and it was really amazing to get to learn about, um, what it's like to be on a set, how to learn things really quickly, um, recording, uh, you know, learning, learning, learning when to shush in a room where my opinion is not needed. Um, learning just so many things. I learned so, so, so many things and then was absolutely overjoyed to be able to film two episodes of Glee. But you know, when you're 19 and you have no idea how the world works, you have no idea how the business works. And, um, you know, unfortunately the thing about reality television is, is it's not really reality. Um, and a lot of things are manipulated out of you and a lot of things are, and, and it's, it's not their fault. It's their job. Um, they're literally hired to do that. Um, so I had to, I had to learn very quickly what I was, what I should be sharing and what I should not be sharing. And, um, that, you know, if people, this is what I, I'm going to, I'm going to tag it with this. This is what I learned from Glee Project. If people are dedicated to misunderstanding you, you have no way of winning. So just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you do you boo boo. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, all I can do, you know, in the aftermath of this and it, it as in, like truly as incredible as it was getting to go to New York to do the premiere and getting to, to learn all the things that I got to learn and making these friends that we like Loki trauma bonded together. Like it, it really, it really was an amazing experience. Um, moving to LA with all of the people, you know, that, that had also won and that wanted to move to LA and that already lived in LA and going to LA with like this tiny little core group of people. Like it was, it was a really amazing time to be young. It was a really amazing time to learn those experiences, but I very quickly had to figure out that, um, that thing of like, you could be the juiciest peach and there's somebody that doesn't like peaches, you know, like, and I, and I had come from a very privileged, uh, not family, but like a very privileged circle of people and who knew me really well. And, you know, it was the same theater people in Northern California and everybody knew each other. And it was a big fish in a small pond, small fish in a big pond, kind of a, kind of a transition. And I just had to learn a lot. Um, and it, you know, everyone was like, Oh my God, they're living on a dorm. And, you know, cut to us being in the literal woods. (laughs) at a Jewish day camp, um, you know, getting told about, you know, if this is, if this is, if you see this, it's a tick. If you see this, it's a mosquito, by the way, there's West Nile breakout, like blah, blah, blah. There's all this stuff. And we're like trying to learn how to sing lean on me. (laughs) It was fucked up. It was really weird. Um, and, uh, you know, and like, and it really, and people still talk to me about it. I, I still get, I still get messages today being like, congrats on all of your success, but you're a real bitch because of this thing that you did on Glee Project. And I was like, oh my God, that was 11 years ago. Thanks for thinking after all this time. Wow. It's, you know, and you're literally like, 
well, I'm so sorry that we've all grown 10, 11 years, but you have not. Yeah. That sounds like a you problem and not a me yeah, problem. Yeah. I'm really like, <laughs> girl, I am 30 you years all old. All up in their brain living rent free. I <laughs> look at you. Just living in their brain rent free. Just tip tapping away. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, and, it, and that's, and that's the thing where it's like, well, now I can't take it any of it seriously anymore. Of course, because it's been 11, it's literally been it 2021. We founded it in 2011. It is, it has been 10 years and it's been 11 years wow. since I've auditioned for it. So it's like, I'm a, I'm a totally different person today. I'm a totally different person today than I was last year. I'm a totally different person than I was three years ago. Totally different person than I was when I first met you, Stephanie. Like I'm a right. different, hu- I'm a different human being. So yeah. it's, it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, after a while, my, my parents had to be like, you know what, you're just going to have to like, let your, let your life be the example. You're just going to have to like, be the, be the ever growing work in progress and, and person that, that you're willing to be. And you have to be willing to be accountable for your own mistakes and you have to be willing to you know, this is the industry that you're in. And it doesn't mean that, that you deserve to have be abused, you know, by, by fan bases that you deserve to be accosted by people, but you can, you can choose to take it home or not because like you can't, when there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people, I I deleted my Twitter after a while because it was so bad. And I had like 200,000 followers and it was like, there's no, and some people followed me because they hated me. And I was like, I can't do yeah. this. That's this, so is weird to me. this is so yeah. exhausting. Oh, so weird. It's really wild. And I, and I, I'm going to tell you now, I see a lot of that same stuff on TikTok and I'm like, Ooh, I am triggered. <laughs> like, oh my. Right. Let me like, go. Not, let me go. Not towards me, but I'm like, Oh my God, everybody's so nasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you so nasty? Go clean your feet. Yeah, I, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Right. I don't I understand have, the, I, the, like, I really find that's really odd when it yeah, comes yeah. to all kinds of fandoms. Like, yeah. For it's example, like I'm a huge, yeah, I'm a huge fan of supernatural. Oh my God. And there Absolutely. is a faction. Well, you already knew that, but there's a faction in that group that is incredibly toxic. Like, yeah. And my jaw drops at the yeah. stuff that they post. I'm like, you're like, why are you being a TV this? show, y'all? And then there's another faction where you're like, these are the best people I've ever met in my entire right. life. There are people, there are people that have followed me for 10 years that are just the kindest. Absolutely. And and those are the people on obviously that I want to talk about and uplift, but like, I'd be lying if I said like, I've, I've had to go to therapy for my experience on the, the, the gaslighting and the toxicity and the stuff that I, the manipulation. So sorry that happened to you. And then, and then you get glee, which is a totally different thing. And right now, and, and as it, as truly, I'm so beyond grateful for those experiences. I am so unbelievably grateful for where it's gotten me in the world, what I've learned from it, how I have become better from those things, how I learned about myself, how I took accountability and and continue to do so today. You know, like it was the first time I was ever faced with my privilege. Like it's, it's a whole thing, like, and, and which I've continued to learn to this day, but woof, woof. I'm like, Mm -hmm. have you eaten? Do you need, right? Right. What do you need <laughs> to leave <Yeah>. me alone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I How will never I understand. Please, go I away. will never <laughs> understand the the need that people have to 
you know, sit behind a screen and spew hate at somebody that they that. don't know. I know. Don't I? But just, you know what? I, it doesn't pay my bills, so I can't give it too much time. <laughs> that's, right? That's true. That's very true. But the thing I is, got, like, if you really don't like that person, <laughs> right? But like, if you don't really like that like person, or you're not really into that, yeah. Like, scroll. Like, why are you I even know. keep scrolling? I know. I know. But it's a, it's a, it's like a generational it's so weird, weird to me. The weird thing. Well, and I think, you know, but I think, you know, it may not even be generational. I think it's just there's always there's always yeah. going to be a core group of people that are totally. in any kind of fandom like for even there like I haven't seen it thank god but um I mean I have not experienced it yeah. in that but I've seen it in other fandoms so yeah. far there not- is like a sweet little baby place where yep. everybody is yeah. I, I gotta yeah. say the bear fandom is like the they are the sweetest. Little, they baby, really are. little baby birds. Well, and I think I think it's because that that f- fan base, it's so specific, which is odd because a lot of the content is really similar to shows like Smash or Glee or you know things like that. Mm-hmm. But there's something about that speaking speaking to the marginalized and speaking to you know, like it's really, really a safe space. There's so much trauma in that show. Like I think back and I think, I think about like the, like real tears that were coming out in those performances. And I was like, I don't know how we got through that. I don't know how we got through that. I don't know how you got through that. Oh my God. I'm going to, I'm going to blow Stephanie up for a second in, um, there I go. In God don't make no trash. Um, best song in the show, by the way. Um, Stephanie has a son and would be singing to Payson or Peter at the very end where it's uh, remember the lesson. Well, if you hide from yourself, lose yourself for someone else's sake, that would be the greatest mistake. And Stephanie couldn't because she has a, a boy, she has a boy herself. And it would be, she would think about her son is what I remember you telling me. And it has stuck with me for the rest of my life. And I remember mm-hmm. like hearing it in the back backstage and being like, <clears throat> I mean and that show was just that cast was so amazing and special and, and the, ca- the whole oh. experience was so special I've I've never felt such y'all were like before it, I know it, I don't understand it beast every single one every busting I know just friggin beast and talk I was and like it, I was like look at that youth <laughs> to watch you guys just like tear it up my favorite part was confessions that oh that number will always be one of my favorites always 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 even in the original one I blinked and it was over (laughs) 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 my favorite was Harrison being like like, oh my God, Harrison! Trying to remember what his prayers were, God. Just Harrison the Maloney. I know he He's was like the most special. He had his own story. Kelsey and Harrison, the, the entire whole thing. thing. He, he, would, he would come out. He 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 was like, I've decided I have a drug problem. And right. So his, his whole arc was that he had a drug story problem. And, was and like, I used to watch him. <laughs> when we would do, he you was know, so when, dedicated. When Mattel would have our scenes with the students, and I would. I almost almost dropped a couple lines watching him because I was incredible. like, this fool. 
so dedicated. What? He was so dedicated. Very he dedicated. Would, he Shout was just like Harrison Maloney. He was just this like tiny little character, and he, he was he stole the show. He stole the show because he would go. He'd buy drugs in a scene, and he like his shirt was unbuttoned, and his, his glasses were askew, just, and he'd be like. At first, he was put together. Right. Oh he was so put and then, together, and, the, and, and him then and Kelsey were breaking up. And he, he and Kelsey were like breaking oh, up because he had a drug problem, and then he didn't have a right. drug problem anymore by the end. It was un, it was absolutely my one of my favorites was the two households when everybody's hungover yeah. from the rave, and it's just so bad, and you were like, whatever y'all are, uh, have, mercy. <laughs> have mercy, have <laughs> mercy. Oh my Wait. god! And I just remember Kate Lanary being like. That from oh the my god, scene. her <laughs> I have seen that scene played back, and you see me as Ivy being like, I can't, I can't hear nope. myself. <laughs> Just so stressed. And Caitlin doing like the Mariah Carey hand. <laughs> it's so good. That whole cast was so special. I really do. And sure. that's, and, and I'll tell you what, that's what I get recognized for the most because it's such an underground fandom wow like it's so it's so niche i get asked all the time it's that in gray's anatomy of all things people are like you were in bear oh wow i, I forgot was in, about gray's anatomy when i when yeah, i went to yeah, yeah, when yeah. i went to london to rehearse for that ship job i my a friend of mine was um was working at matilda on the west end so i went i went to the stage door one night to go pick her up and she was like let's go have a drink and you know we got coca-colas and we were standing outside and chatting and all of the other people that worked at the theater came and they all were like, oh my God, Bear. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> of all things. And from like then on, on TikTok, on social media, I get I get messages to this day saying, I just watched through Bear because it's like on YouTube somewhere. And it's, right. I, watched, I watched through Bear and I just have to say thank you and that cast and the performances. And I'm like, oh my God, we were so little. That- that so show incredible. is going to live forever. on forever ever because and it's I'm, good <laughs> it is it's so special it is it is it yeah there there really is something special about it it just it I get so kind of melancholy about it because of you know because of Damon and and how yeah. all you know shit went down with that and um while while we were in ours, while we were in the revival, yeah. which I'll never forget. Rehearsal, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, every once in a while I will get somebody that will pop up on my timeline or something that'll do it. But I just decided, listen, I'm just gonna open it up to I, they call themselves Bear Nation. So I'm like, Bear Nation, if you have any questions about it, just ask me mm-hmm. and I will do my best to answer. That's what I did. And um, there are, you know, like a core group that, you know, are always asking questions and, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And a lot of them have gone through some shit, but I was just like, mm-hmm. I, I, I admire them and my heart goes out to them because a lot of them are, are really struggling, um, yeah. you know, to try and tell their parents or, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they've said, okay, I'm about to tell my parents, you know, no. or I just told my parents and they totally ignored it and they asked me something else. And I'm like, oh man, yeah. 
It's so hard. So, yeah. Yeah. And, I, would, um, I was also going to ask you, have you noticed, because this is something that I've noticed with the life of the show, because it was what, 2001 when you guys did that? 2002, something like that? Or three in LA? Thousand. It was in the 2000s. Yeah, 2000, 2001. Yeah. Well, it was yeah. just the 20th anniversary now. So when we did, so we did 2000. the LA revival, like 11 or 12 years later or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one being in being, you know, lucky enough to be a part of the revival with you and everybody seeing the older fans from LA come back to see the show and people that had known about bear that, that had the, the album and that was kind of before social media had gone really unbelievably huge. Like Instagram was a thing, but like influencers didn't exist. None of none of this like business of social media really existed yet. It was just kind of like everybody's cute little photo album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when we were at the memorial, sitting down, we all went to like Mexican food, and someone brought a photo album of the of the OG times. And we were looking through the photo albums, like the whole cast that was able to be there. We were all looking through the pictures of you and and your original cast. And I went, oh my God, because I had all these Polaroids and everybody else had all these Polaroids and all these pictures on their phones, on these space machines. And we were like, oh my God, we took the same photos 11 years later. And then the show goes out and got pulled from YouTube, I think by Glory Struck and someone had pirated it and put it back onto YouTube. And now I wonder if you have the same experience. I find that every couple of years, there's like a surge of bear because people become like come of age and watch the show or find the show. And I always feel every like two years, there's like a bear surge of young musical theater students or young, you know, LGBTQIA plus students or students of color or, you know, students of specific circumstance coming forward to see the show and it's like bear finds them when they need it the most and i think that's why the fandom is so incredible like truly right. ever i've never met a better core group of like fans of a show they're all so beautiful <laughs> so i wonder, I wonder if you experience that as well do you experience that like every couple of years it's like bear or is it just i think what happens is, is that um, yeah well a lot of people have said like even um a lot of people have said to me uh, or I've seen like oh I just rediscovered bear and now I'm in a spiral like I'm in the bear spiral so I'm yeah. going to be starting to listen to it over and over and over again yeah I think uh, for a moment they have to kind of set it aside but it's one of those things that um as beautiful as the piece is like you said there's so many triggers in that yeah. show and so there's just so much you mm-hmm. can take that you have to kind of have to set it aside for a little bit yeah and and then work whatever through whatever you have to work through yeah I've and not listened to, to it all the way through since we were in it I can't do it yeah I've, I've I, since we were in it and like and there's so many things that were attached to that show like relationships and all in like all kinds all of, of that. things that were attached to that show that when I hear it back I'm like I'm 22 again and I'm like oh my god Oh my God. But it's, yeah. I, I can listen to like, I can listen to people sing like all grown up, you know, in master classes and stuff or, or like 
um, role of a lifetime or confession or things like that, or like, God, don't make no trash. I can listen to clips and things, but I mm, cannot. The whole show from no. top now. And it's, and it's I the CD. I it. can't listen to the CD. I, I, I'll put the CD or like the, the Spotify, I'll put it on Spotify and get like three songs in. And I'm like, nope, nope. I can't do it because it's, it was so good where it was. And I just need to let it be there. And, and I don't know if I can go through it again. Maybe one day when someone casts me as Claire, (laughs) but I I can't go go back. Like it's, it's painful. It's It's so painful to listen to. It's because we all know what's coming. I know. You know, exactly. you know what's coming. It's like I can't. You know, Noel I can't and I were talking about Romeo and Juliet. Like people oh, were like, God. oh, you want a relationship like Romeo and Juliet? Like, bitch, have Girl, you no, not you seen the end of Romeo and Juliet? Do you not know what's going to go down? Like, no, why yeah. would you want that relationship? Why? Yeah. There's there's also a reason why that is the specific show that's right. going on in Bear. That's exactly. Like a cyclical, that's a cyclical show. Right. The whole time. But it's so funny when people will say that. Not funny, but it's like, you really, you really want that relationship? Really? No. No, no. no honey. No. We're all, we all need to be Nadia and just stay the fuck out of it. <laughs> like it's... See, I have to say, she's probably my favorite character out of the entire Me show. Me too. She is my absolute favorite. And to watch Keely Lefkowitz. Oh my God. She's so cool. Every, and every time I will watch her, I mean, I, she was such a gas to watch anyway, but yeah. I mean, her personality is very much like that too. Like offstage, she's very much like that. Not, yeah. not as, um, she's not abrasive or stringent like that, but she, her, she's got a wicked sense of humor, Yeah, you know? And so for her, <laughs> for her, just to watch her to me was like, oh, masterclass, let's watch. You know, because yeah. you never knew it was going to come out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Especially when she would ask me questions, you know, when we would do that scene where Nadia had to ask me something. And then I'd oh, say, yeah. um, can I ask your question, Nadia? You know, the nurse does not slap Juliet. Slap Juliet, yeah. Right. She would, she would ask that question, but then she'd ask me something else mm-hmm. afterwards. Something that she just came up with. And I'm like, I don't have time for you. <laughs> I love, right. I love that work. I love this. Right. That it, we experienced that in, in the cast that I was in with you, where it was just like, there were full blown storylines happening that weren't scripted, that were I'm just completely you. made up that were, you know, total like, it, and it was the absolute dedication of every person in that it was because bear, we think about, you know, the people that sing the most, but Bear is an ensemble piece and that's it why really it is. works. That like, I would love to play Lucas. You know what I, like I, I, as a girl, I would love to like be a girl Lucas. Like, Lucas. And, and, and that any part is fabulous to play and all the parts have names, which is also right. why it's exciting. Like Diane Lee, she's there. God, Diane Lee. God bless Diane Lee. Lady Montague, Diane Lee. <laughs> Um, <laughs> does your father have a camcorder? Oh my God. Camcorder. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I got reminded of the other day was, um, oh my God. Oh, someone on Instagram 
put a little message. I had a little question box of just kind of checking in with people and people were telling me really incredible wins and really terrible losses and just having a, having a second to acknowledge, you know, other people's experiences. And someone really sweetly was like, I got to tell you, I just watched bear and it was like, whoa, and it was amazing. And your cast was so beautiful. And it was in this tiny little box and I responded to it and I was like, oh, thank you so much. It was so, I was like, I, that was really just such an incredible time to be a part of the LA theater scene. And that cast was amazing. And Shelly Regner messaged me. <laughs> she was like, spring, I hate the word. Oh my God. Dot, dot, dot forgets the rest, repeats spring. I hate the word. And I was like, because there was a performance where she was on that weekend because Katie Stevens had, had booked that pilot. She was on and she went spring. I hate the word with the thing. She kept going and she was like, spring. I hate the word. <laughs> she just forgot the words. And I'm sitting there on stage watching her forget the words and I'm like I'm supposed help. to be I'm re I'm reading Romeo and Juliet on the bed and I'm literally like are you about to be done with this are you almost finished with this little ode I'm trying to spring and she just went spring I hate the word and she just kept repeating it couldn't oh. remember couldn't remember the words and everybody oh. caught on everybody caught on and she just it's Shelly Bregner so she just like kept singing it and made oh it oh my god and then she was like, spring, I hate the word. Spring, I hate the word. <laughs> God bless her. And I was like, Shelly, you unlocked a memory that I forgot I had. Because I had to sit there and be like, I can't help her. I couldn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, I was and like, I was she like, forgot? Yeah. Yeah, she did. And I was like, that's the best thing. Ever. I completely forgot that that happened. And it's the most naughty thing to be like, well, fuck it. I don't remember the words. I'm just going to keep right repeating on, the same I'm thing. I don't, know. I don't care. <laughs> just like, I'm <laughs> making it up. <laughs> God, she was incredible. She was incredible in that role. It was so funny. Good cast. Good people. Uh, those, are like my, those are like my favorite kind of experiences in shows. During the first, we did two runs here. We did a, a week-long run. And then it was really, really, really successful. So, you know, a number of months later, we did like a two week run for the actual anniversary. And during the first run, um, I got sick. We, we ran like, it was like Wednesday through Sunday or whatever, or Wednesday through Saturday. <clears throat> and I had gotten a cold, like we were, we had all gotten sick. And because hair is again, one of those ensemble shows and you're like all over each other during the whole thing. Um, everybody was getting sick and um I remember on the Friday night I got through it but I could feel like oh god and so I was doing like the whole vocal elixir and I was like anything mm -hmm. I could possibly do but we had two shows on Saturday and we were closing that Saturday night and everything was sold out and I did the matinee got through the matinee but I was feeling like everything was feeling really tense and tight and uh, not not good and um Saturday night I get I get through easy to be hard and I'm mm -hmm. like yes I got through it and then we get to the end of the show and um you know Claude says look at the moon look at the moon and I start singing good morning starshine and I go good mornings like the, wor oh, the worst thing the worst and I don't even know I guess because in in a show like hair as well you're so just like 
because it's so ensemble and you're like all mm -hmm. on stage the whole time, instantly I thought, everybody sing with me and I yeah. turned around to the tribe and and they yep. sang the song from and I like you know did my what little thing and whatever, yep. you know and but what nobody, a beautiful moment no yeah, yeah. Right? and it's the like one of my most accident. memorable things mm -hmm. about that show was that they all had my back mm -hmm. right? and nobody in the audience had a clue because I had friends and I was like oh my gosh I lost my voice at the end really when mm -hmm. they had no yep. idea this is the best. Those I actually have those... a Baz memory that's like that where I started, you know, at the top is Daisy and I went, I ain't got time for you, baby. I'd been, I'd been sick for like two weeks and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I didn't know that I had, I had a bron I had bronchitis and two ear infections and oh, I was God. trying to sing like, but I had like rested for a week. I had, I had pure vocal rest. So I had stuff, but like all it took was one one too many vocalizations and it was like bay and i started i was in the rockwell i got time for you baby eat oil gone and i didn't know what to do but nicole bloody parker was in our cast and she had gone on the week before out of nowhere for daisy and um knew the part but she was on for fran so i I was like, I don't know. I don't have anything. I don't know what to do. And we were up doing a, a change and she was like, I will sing the rest of your stuff. She was like, I can't, I can't sing this one thing because I'm in the middle of a change, but I will sing all of the other big things that you have. So there were just moments where we would literally just trade spaces and I'd go stand in her spot and she'd come sing my spot, my stuff. And then we'd trade and we'd trade. And I remember feeling so ashamed, but it was like the most beautiful experience because I just, I had no control. I just had to give it up. And and let her let her help me and and also accept that she had just finished playing Alphaba on Broadway and on the tour she was like there we go girl. she was like girl trust me you are fine <laughs> she was like <laughs> I have called out so many times she was like I got you I'll do the rest of the weekend and I was like I'm gonna go see I a doctor yeah I love but that what, a, what an incredible I mean horrible for me it was like the most humbling yeah. terrible experience it was like truly one of just like the most like cringy painful things for me to go through but what an incredible yeah. thing to experience with another person and and so many of our like for the record family were in the audience and they were all just like look at look at this look at this family this is amazing <laughs> and I was literally like I want to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's, that's it's one of those the, things that you just don't have control over and that's yeah that's the magic of theater and the community that's it. That you can create yeah that really is that's the best that's the best part I think about like about it. theater and being mm -hmm. in, in the family that you know you develop in whatever production you're in at that time I did see a clip of you singing um she used to be mine and my oh. god <laughs> Yeah. That is like my new favorite thing. I'm like, I'm just oh, going to set this aside and put this in my faves because. <sighs> oh, stop yeah. it. I love you so yeah. much. Thank so you. Much. No, Thank it's you really so beautiful. It yeah, really that, was well that song, done. I that just song was like, does it oh my me. God, it's so good at that. Yeah. Yeah. That song, that song coming, coming out of, coming out of some really rough mm -hmm. mid twenties years, that song was like, and then that, then funny enough, that video, I'm standing in the exact spot that I stood to sing the song that won me that competition all those years ago. So there's your synergy. 
Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. The same exact spot where I won that competition. And then, and in and, and that, I sang that at the same event 10 years later, the same event that I won years ago right. was the same, same event the 10 years later. I was, I was like a, like a co-host and they asked Full me to circle. say something. Yeah. They were yeah. like a decade ago, she won this. And I was like, stop saying Don't say that. that. <laughs> like, oh my Don't say God. Decade. I know. Don't I know. Say Don't say I was like, oh Jesus, you really, you really ended with like, that knife in, didn't you? Oh. God. I was like, I should have walked out and been like, I knew I left this fucking town for a reason. <laughs> should have been like, you shut the hell up. Don't talk about me like I'm up here. Um, it's just like, drink your juice, Shelby. <laughs> like, it's just a mess. It's an absolute mess. So oh. I'm doing that. The first professional show I ever did. I was 16 when I played that role and I was like, why am I here? <laughs> she has a child by the end of the show. I'm 16, but it was amazing. Um, anyway. Yeah. I thank you. I, that was a really, I was really grateful that it got filmed. Um, Cause it's very rare that you get something. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Both of you. This has been so beautiful and I love you and this is so good we have to talk more often this is unacceptable literally it's not okay <laughs> I know and okay. I do I do not think because now now that we've got like good apples back in season don't think you don't better, better believe that apple pie is coming to you yeah, pie. I was on I was on a pie <gasps> spree last summer she really and then, was and I owe Stephanie an apple pie so desperately um so here's the thing i've had my i've had my first vaccine i'm a i'm a dessert i'm a baker i'm a dessert person like i you know i've been making i have been making pies but i enjoy tasting other people's pies i've had my first vaccine and i made the decision yeah. that since i have a flight oh, credit I was supposed to visit last summer and I still have my flight credit. So when I do come visit, if it's prior to you going back to New York, may I please yeah. have a pie? Yes, of course. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Just tell me what kind you want. I make all of them. Cherry. Cherry. Oh, I haven't made cherry yet. I will do that. Cherries. My I love because cherry, cherries are coming into season again. They're actually going to yeah. taste. Oh, that's right. I mean, I, I enjoy apple and disgusting. peaches and blueberry yeah. and I enjoy all of them. But if I had a cherry, is it pie? Yes. Thank you. Is it you know pie? I mean? The end. It's like, there's yeah. going to be a pie. Like we're not doing cake at the wedding. It's fully pie. <laughs> it's Full pie. Time. Totally pie. Okay. It has to be. Are you kidding? I me? love it. I cake love is it. fine. Pie. Pie. Mm -hmm. Pie is something else. So we have been talking today with Lindsay Heather Pierce, and it's been a joy to um, spend some time with her. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and I will talk so to you much. So, so nice to spend time with you, Noelle. I'll see you, you, I'll too. See you soon. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Stephanie Anderson. And I'm Noelle Hannibal. And we'll see you real soon. Bye. Bye.